This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I am in Minnesota right now doing the House of Comedy all week. Uh, and I have, I'm going to be joined in a little bit with Andre Feely. First, I want to thank our sponsors, American Icon Autographs, AIASE.com, the best sports and celebrity memorabilia and events. Signed collectibles from the UFC, WWE, baseball, football, movies, everything else in between. They have past signings include Fedor. Sakuraba, Rampage, Big Nog, Royce Gracie, Paige Van Zandt, Mike Tyson, Cheech and Chong, Hulk Hogan, Dan Henderson, Marcus Allen, and more. Check out their website to find out who's signing next. Go check them out, AIASE.com. Touchy Feely, how are you, man? I'm good, brother. Hey, are we live right now? We are live. Yo, yeah. can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we are live. Is that okay? We are live. What's up? Yeah, no, it's all good. I just got done training. I got to uh, hop in the shower, so I might even have to talk to you guys while I'm in the shower, but I hope you guys don't mind me being naked and soapy. No, that's totally normal, man. That's exactly what, that's what I was hoping for, actually. Uh, okay, perfect, I, I perfect. Actually, yeah. yeah, that's what I wanted. Business as usual. A hundred percent. I was Business like, I will not usual. have a podcast unless I have a naked Andre Feely, and that was, uh, that was the only way I was going to have this podcast. Uh, I actually I just got back from Edmonton. Uh, Canada doing shows in Edmonton. I had one of the worst experiences of my life. Uh, I was doing great. How was it? it was... I was doing great. Everything was cool. It was miserable or what? Yeah, because what, what had happened was right before the last show on Friday night, I must have eaten something that day where I got vicious food poisoning to the point where I had massive diarrhea. I'm talking about like eight or nine oh, times God. before the show. Then I'm on stage holding in my fucking shit. I'm actually backing up on the stage in case I shit myself. The people on the side of the stage won't be able to see me because I'm like that. You that can make be... a quick escape that way. Yeah. Yeah. That was it was so bad. I do an hour holding in my shit, but I, I did it. I had a good set. And then uh, but it was it was painful that night. I was shivering. I was it was like it was like I was peeing out of my asshole. That's how bad it was. Dude, it's yeah. so weird you're saying that because I just walked in. I I, uh, I live with two other guys on Team Alpha, uh, Tyler Diamond and Anthony Avila. They're both uh, local fighters you'll probably see in the show soon. Uh, but I got home and one of my roommates, one of my roommates is just in bed sick, just peeing out his asshole. Oh. Just, just like death. Like everything he just said is everything you just said. So maybe something's going around, dude. Dude, it was the, it was the maybe worst. Maybe it's the airborne virus. Yeah, maybe, maybe the man. zombie apocalypse. It was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. But uh, you gotta, you gotta do it. Have you ever been in a fight where you had to go to the bathroom? Uh, no, thank God. When I usually when I'm in a fight, I'm in just like autopilot mode, and I don't really think about taking the shit or anything. I'm just like in the zone. But I think everybody, I think every fighter secretly has that fear. Where like, what if you get knocked out and like you lose control of your body and shit your pants in the middle? Like everyone has, I think, has uh, had that thought. I couldn't imagine. By the way, your like, last fight. 
You, you, by the way, your last fight, I was so proud of you, man. I had actually, I had a four-fight parlay bet going into that, and you were the only underdog, but I had a feeling you were going to win against Hankran Diaz. Everybody was counting you out. I said, no, this kid's got yeah. it. You won, and then my three, and then Dotson and the other two lost. Uh, you were the only oh, one that shit. actually came through. But con- congrats yeah, on that fight, I by think... the way. Thank you, man. Now, do you like being the underdog or no? If I remember. That? Do, you, do you like being the underdog or no? Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't really, to be honest with you, my first couple fights in the UFC, stuff like that, I would actually like, I would actually like look that stuff up and see what the odds were and shit. But now at this point, I don't really give a shit at all. I, I knew I was going to be the underdog because Hackman was ranked and I wasn't. And I dropped the ball a couple times in my, my short UFC career. And I just knew people were going to count me out. I just knew it was common sense. But um, especially taking the fight short notice as well, I knew that I was going to be underdog. But I didn't really ever go check and see what the what the odds were just, you know, I, I don't know. I, when I, when I was first in the UFC, I think I, I cared a little bit more about that shit. And now I don't give a fuck about any of that stuff. It's all, it's all what I, you know, like other you know, people's opinions. Like I say, I feel the same way now I'm ranked number 15 and it doesn't mean a fucking thing to me. Like I thought it was going to be like, I thought it was going to give me some sense of like, I was going to take some pride in it, but I mean, it doesn't mean shit to me. Like number 15 is I'm number 15 out of 15. Like that doesn't bring me any solace. You know, it doesn't make me feel good at all. Like, and, and they didn't even fucking give it to me until they took Connor off the ranking. So it's like, doesn't really count. I mean, I beat the number when I took the fight with Hacker, he was number 11. And then magically when I, after I beat him, he was number 12. And it was like, I took the fight and like, fucking 20 days later or something, he's number 12. I don't, I don't know. The, 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 the rankings are so fucking, it's just arbitrary. They're just handed out however people see fit. And so it's like I beat the number 11 guy. All of a sudden, when I, after I beat him, he's number 12, and then I don't get ranked. And then when there's a slot opens up, they put me at 15. It's just like, it's just kind of, you know what I mean? It's just like, it, I, all right, it doesn't really mean anything now, you know? But you, yeah, know I mean, you are right there, man. I mean, even with the Max Holloway fight, who's now ranked number one, you were beating him until the third round. I was winning that fight. He had a. Uh, I think. He, I mean. I think he actually was winning the. I won the first. He won the second. And I thought I was winning the third until he caught me. You know. But that's one of those things where that's like a small victory. You know. Like I. I try to be. I, I try not to be one of those guys that like holds on to small victories. Like I know so many dudes who will like just be content to be like, oh, I was number fifteen. Or like, yeah, I had a good fight with the champ once. You know. Like I'm, I don't want to be that. I want to be. I want to be a world champion. You know. I want to be the number one guy in the world. I want to be the fucking man. I don't uh I don't really want to be one of those guys that's like you like I mean we all know those guys that they'll just like hold on to any little victory. Any small victory, they'll just hold on to it for the rest of their lives, you know. And do you everybody knows that forty five year old guy that's like has those old war stories where like he just has that one little thing where he's like, you know, I used to fucking be able to keep up with the best of them. Like I don't want to be that fucking slap dick. I wanna be I wanna be one of the best guys in the world. And I and I believe I'm one of the best guys in the world, but uh I just want to prove it. So uh, it's cool, you know. Like it's cool. Nash is Nash is a, is a is a friend of mine. He's a fucking really cool dude. Uh, I got nothing but love for Max, and I was hyped for him to win the belt. But I, I'm not one of I'm not one of those guys that will ever use that as like a credit to myself. You know what I mean? Same thing happens with comedy. You get guys that oh, I booked that pilot, or I opened up for this person, and I'm just like, yeah, great. But it's really about now. How good are you now? Right. Um, right. Or or it's like it's like. 
you you encountered or something, you opened up for that guy, and then he went on to do even more big stuff, and you sort of just accepted that you opened up for him, and that was enough. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's exactly it. Um, by the way, I, I saw you in Vegas. You were with Cody at his victory party. Uh, it was awesome. Of course, you had about three or four girls surrounding you. I don't even think you knew it. Uh, you, you, you didn't even. It didn't even seem like you cared. But all these hot chicks were surrounding you. Uh, now I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the. I don't know about the fucking uh, the truth. I don't know how much truth is in that. But uh, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take. That's a good story. Like, I want you to tell everyone. You. I want, every time I come up in a conversation, tell people that story. I, but I'm not sure how will. true it is. No, and you were parting with Cody, and I know you're happy for Cody. That's your boy. That's your best friend. Is there a little bit of, I'm not going to say jealousy, but of compet- of healthy competition of you seeing where he's at and wanting to be there? No, I mean, definitely no jealousy. And honestly, not even, uh, I wouldn't even say competition as much as, as much as like he's done his, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even say healthy competition. I would just say like, you know, I, I admire the dude and I, I, I he's like a, he's like a fucking great friend and great teammate and. And uh, I'm pro- I feel like a lot of pride, you know, I, I, like the guy is fucking, he did it. He, he's, he brought that 35 belt home and it's been gone for a long time. And really, really what I feel is, is I feel a little, uh, ashamed, honestly, if I'm being honest, I, I feel a little ashamed that, you know, I feel like it's sort of, I feel like it can break the team down by generations, you know, and you have, you have Uriah and, and Chad and, and Joe and, and, Danny Castillo, you have the first generation and they kind of took a bunch of kids off the street under their wing, you know, and you have guys like me and Cody, you have Paige, you have Colesworth, you have, you have guys that you guys haven't heard of yet, but you probably will. My buddy, Eric Sanchez and Anthony and Vila, Tyler Diamond, there's a whole second generation, you know, and Cody is, he's sort of delivered on carrying the torch. And, and I've dropped the ball a couple of times in my UFC career so far. And, I, really, I'm sort of uh, sort of ashamed that I I'm not you know I'm sort of ashamed that I haven't carried the torch as well you know and so I'm inspired by him having that belt now I want to stand next to him with one you know and um, well nothing to be ashamed about and, number, first number one not to be not to give you excuses but Cody was a two time or a state champion wrestler and had a huge amateur thing I think you had a little bit of a wrestling pedigree but you basically started from scratch at like 17. Uh, and I wrestled in I wrestled high school, but I was a total fuck up, and and uh, I, I didn't take it that serious. But I didn't really have an amateur career, you know. But still, yeah. Cody Cody's Cody's doing his fucking thing, and uh, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm officially talking to you guys in the shower because that's what a fucking that's what a man has to do. Sometimes. It's just me. It's it's just me, and uh, it's all good. Uh, now, as far as uh, you did now, what, something that you did beat Cody at was dating Paige Van Zandt first. I mean that that has to feel good, right? You were the first one there. Say that again. Something that you did beat Cody at was dating Paige Van Zant first, like you, right? So he had the belt first, <laughs> but you. He had the belt first. He had the belt first. Um, I had a yeah. I I, I had a crush on Paige Van Zant. I yes. <laughs> I got, I think I got to tread lightly when I'm on this show. <laughs> I I dated Paige Van Zant first, yes, but but. Before I get any heat from the fucking social justice warriors or fucking PC police, we're all individuals. No one's claiming anyone. And honestly, the thing is, at this point, we're all a fucking big family. And that might sound weird to people, but we're like, we're all just a fucking family on the team, you know? And uh, 
there's no, there's no, like, I feel like a lot of other people would be, like, weird or, like, would, I, I don't know, like, it's, our team is a, a bunch of very special individuals, man, and, and we're, like, a fucking family, and with big, dysfunctional, crazy-ass family, and I wouldn't fucking trade it for anything. No, of course, I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying that you slept with her, I don't know what happened, I'm not asking for details, I'm just saying that <laughs> when, it, when it comes to dating... You dated Paige yes. before Cody. I dated Paige first. Yes. yes. For the record, for the record, I dated Paige before Cody dated her. Yes. But yes. he got the belt before me. So, I mean, we'll, we'll call it a tie, I guess. A tie? Now, what, no, now, uh, now, Paige recently tweeted uh, to, for men to, to, to write why they should go out with her. Like, basically, yeah. she's, it's like sort of like the Twitter bachelorette. Now, don't you right. think you should tell her, listen, Paige, you, you don't need to be doing that. This he seems a little desperate or you're a little too hot for this or what? Uh, no, I think she's just having a little bit of fun. I think, like, I think anytime she, uh, like, she's, like, legit famous, you know? And Cody, Cody now, too. But they're, they're, like, like, she's, like, very famous. So, like, even people who don't watch fighting, like, they like her, you know? Like, she's, she's not, like, spider famous. She's, like, real, she's, like, real life famous. So, like, anytime you, she, you have that level of, like, fame, like, anything you do, I feel like will be under scrutiny. Like, like if she would have made that joke, like, two years ago, everyone would have thought it was really funny and blah, blah. But, like, I, I don't know. I think anybody, I think if you have, you reach a certain level of, like, notoriety and, and people are just going to kind of, like, judge you and, and and take stuff weirdly you know what i mean yeah I, I even see that i even see that with myself like even though i'm not nearly as i don't have nearly the the recognition that those guys do i can still see like if i would have made a joke when i like dude, when i first if you could see some of the old tweets i used to say when i was like fucking 19 or something like dude they would get me in a lot of trouble now honestly like i, I i'm glad that no one can see those like there's some old tweets where, like, I'm sure, I'm sure, like, they were all in good fun, but I'm sure that if someone went back and read them, they'd be like, oh, I can't believe Andre Feely would say. You know, like, people are so fucking, people are so, like, concerned about being PC or so concerned about, like, scrutinizing what anything they see. Like, it's like you almost can't say or do anything anymore, I feel like. I know exactly how you feel. Uh, Twitter, as a comedian, used to be a great place to try out new jokes, make people laugh, and then all of a sudden, these people, I'm offended, I'm offended, I can't believe, and I'm like, oh my god, and it's like, I'm a comedian, and for every ten jokes you write, maybe three will work, I mean, seven won't work. Okay, it wasn't funny, but it was intended yeah. to make you laugh, and people take it right, way. Well, that's the hell. What I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand the fucking thing about like. But I understand it's like, okay, like, rape jokes aren't funny. Like, that's not funny. I understand, like, people being like, yeah, you shouldn't really talk about rape or you shouldn't talk about these things. Like, I get why people would prefer to not hear things, like, hear jokes about certain things. And, like, I get it and I agree. But there has to be a line where, like, you can't just keep, like, you can't just keep saying, like, okay, like, you can't make rape jokes. Like, yeah, that's not funny. I understand. You can't, you can't say certain things. Like, I understand. But it seems like, those principles that are good that people take for certain things that you shouldn't say, 
and they apply them to anything that they personally just don't like. Number one, and number two, I've I've heard some jokes about rape that were funny. It's it's all in context (laughs) and who the victim of the joke is. I've I've heard a guy say a joke. This is Kai uh, Howard Feller. He he said a joke. He said, women always get my name wrong in bed. They call me rape. Like, like I, the crowd was hilarious. was dying laughing. I mean, they obviously know he's not going to go out and rape somebody. It's a fucking joke. But, if, but it's like, yeah, right. of course people get offended. Well, for by me, well, for me, for me, it's like, I understand that there's a lot, there's, there have been a lot of people who have gone through some traumatic experience that, that I can't understand because I've never been to it. I understand there's, there's probably women who don't think it's funny because of some past experiences. And, and so I understand, like, I don't. I wouldn't make a joke about rape. I don't think I completely get that. And there's a few other things that I don't think. I wouldn't say you shouldn't joke about that. I personally, I wouldn't joke about, right? But and, and I and I, I I completely understand why someone wouldn't like that. But I feel like people because because that like that kind of mentality has sort of taken a foothold in society. I think other people who are just kind of being little bitches they take that mentality and they apply it to things that it shouldn't apply to. Like you can say something that really isn't that offensive or that really, that really it doesn't negatively affect anyone. Like it's not anything nearly as serious as like race or rape or something that like would offend a big amount of people. You can say something that, that, that a couple people might not like. And if they can make a strong enough case why they're offended, then you're in the wrong. It's like, okay, I, I understand you're offended, but what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Exactly. No, it's ridiculous. And, and per, uh, look, me, I think you could almost, you can make anything funny. I mean, the, obviously the Holocaust wasn't a funny thing. It was a tragic thing. But the producers turned that into a, turned a, a, a you know, ma- making, making, he made a joke where they had the guy saying springtime for Hitler and he had like the most ridiculous Hitler and it made it into a hilarious thing. It's a Broadway show. It was an amazing right. movie. But people, they right. don't. A, they, a, they just take the word. And they, you can't ban subjects. It's like okay, right? It's subjects. A, what? It's a context thing. Exactly. Obviously. Obviously, it's like yeah, the Boston Marathon bombing. You know, the the second after it happened, people were making jokes like, "Hey, listen, you know, probably not timing, timing. It's all about timing, you know." And, and this is the thing. This is the thing too. Is I see a lot of stuff where, like I said, like I'm not gonna make make a joke about certain things because to me it's not funny or or I, I'm not capable or something of making that you know what I mean like that's not somewhere I want to go you know what I'm saying like I'm not a comedian the juice isn't worth the squeeze for me to say something that I think is like you know it's, it's and it's just like it's just something I won't touch because really it's not funny to me and second if saying any of that I would be under so much scrutiny you know I'm not a comedian I'm like a, an athlete and and the thing is it's like I understand people's outrage about certain things, but I'll say something and people will go, oh, well, you know, it's not, you shouldn't say that. It's like, dude, I'm a fucking professional fighter. I'm not a fucking saint. I'm not a school teacher. Like, like you, people get, people will be bothered that I say something. It's like, wait, you're surprised or bothered that I said that? I get locked in a cage and fight people for a living. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you know the life experiences that I've had to go through to be the kind of person that is okay, that enjoys? I fucking love physical. Com- I love confrontation. Like most people, the average man will avoid confrontation at all costs. Like I, I love that shit. I get paid to fight other people. Like, like I'm not like 
I, I guess what I'm saying is it's like if a parent gets offended that I say something and their kid who looks up to me, it, 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 their kid who looks up to me hears me say something that offends them, it's like, well, maybe you should fucking give your kids better role models. Like, maybe your kid should look up to a fucking philosopher or a fucking doctor instead of a guy who beats people up for a living. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. How is that? How is that on me? Like, how are you surprised that a guy who fights people for a living might say something that you don't agree with or might say it in a way that you didn't find appropriate? Like, fuck off. It's all in context. And I think more people should be look up to the fact that you came, you were in high school, you you got arrested, you were at, at, at fucking ankle bracelets on in high school. You went from there to the point where now you're one of the best athletes in your weight classes, top 15 people in your profession. That's something to look up to. Don't don't scrutinize yeah, every single joke that you make because you're making a joke right. with your friends. Not the time. Time and place. Time and place. Right, and I and I have to think is, is I, I appreciate like I appreciate what you're saying. Thank you, and I appreciate anyone who sees like oh, what I've been through or my story or any of that corny shit. Like if they look up to that or they can relate to that, that that's fucking awesome, dude. And, and it means it means the fucking world to me. But but it's also like let's use, let's use our fucking adult brains. And, like, I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to censor myself. I'm not going to, like, I might, like, I have been through all that shit or, like, I'm a certain kind of person. I have fucking throat tattoos and a missing front tooth. Like, I fight people for a living. Like, don't think that you're just going to agree with everything I say. That's nonsense. I'm not going to fucking, <laughs> you can look at me and probably guess the kind of things I'm going to say, the kind of things I think are funny, the, the kind of friends I have around me. Like, they're probably not going to be for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I just think that, like, and I see that with everything. I see that with fucking. I mean, it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Like, there's just, uh, there's just an amount. Like, people just want to scrutinize things. I feel like it's like this human nature. Like, anything, dude. Dude, the other day I posted. Uh, the other day I posted um, something about New Year's, and I was like, "If you drink and drive tonight, you're a piece of shit. Don't be one of those, right?" And someone, and then, so. So I don't get how that could be. I don't get how I could be the bad guy in that situation. Like, Not if you drink and drive tonight, you're a piece of shit, right? There's all kinds of, there's all kinds of, there's Uber. First of all, there's Uber and Lyft. So drinking and driving should never be a fucking thing anymore. But especially on New Year's, they have shuttles you can call. They have all kinds of things to avoid drinking and driving. So I, I in one of my Instagram captions, I say, if you drink and drive tonight, you're a piece of shit. And, and do without fail, lo and behold, some slap dick on my comments. One of the first comments goes, oh, so just tonight you're a piece of shit? But if you drink and drive any other night, you're Oh, fine. God. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, dude, how did you take, like, so, so someone, so some cocksucker can get on my Instagram page and make me the bad guy for saying don't drink and drive. You gotta like, anything, be kidding me. It's all context. Anything, I can be the bad guy even though I'm saying something good. You know what I mean? That's like, so ridiculous. That's so stupid. It's so, it was so out of hand, dude. I, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even, like, I literally, I literally messaged, I, I, I commented back to my reply to almost like, dude, if that's what you took from what I said, then you're a fucking idiot. Like, I, I could, there's nothing else to say. You're a fucking idiot if that's what you took from what I said. I actually unfriended someone on Facebook because when I got engaged, I wrote, she said yes. And then someone under goes, she has a name, you know. I, I go, leave me the fuck alone. Like, leave, leave no. me alone. Leave me alone. Hey, dude. Dude, that's like. Like as if you're like you're opp you're oppressing your own wife or something. Like, yeah, I'm get like get the fuck out. Like you just made a like that's what I'm saying. You just made a lifelong commitment to a woman, and because you called her a woman, it's like <laughs> how how could how could you? 
How could you do that? Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I can't, I just, I can't, I can't take it, dude. Honestly, I think, I think it's like this, it's a pretty thin line between like, I do think that some of the changes in like our society are good. I think being more aware and being more sensitive to other people and other people's experiences and needs and, and, and understanding that we all got to fucking share this world together. I think it's, I think it's good. I think, I think a little bit of sensitivity is good. I think a little bit of, I don't want to say political correctness, but, but you know what I mean? A little bit of correctness isn't wrong. We can all like being sensitive to people. Yeah. Right. We can all, we can all fucking coexist without stepping on each other's toes. I think that's, I think that's important, but when it gets to the point where you, you're, imposing on me to stop me from imposing you know what i'm saying it's like it's almost counterproductive like you're you're bullying me into this thing that i don't like now you're the bad guy you're trying to make me so pc that because it might offend one person like get the fuck out that's how comedy clubs work and that's the that's the problem with yelp it used to be you know 99 out of 100 people laugh you're you're doing great you're murdering you're so happy then that, then that, now you yeah. have that one person who's offended, and that person it used to be, fuck off, who cares? Now they write letters. And the problem is the 99 people don't write the letter. It's the one person yeah, that was go, offended. They're just like, the 99 people are just like, yeah, it was a great time. Let's go home and fucking have another drink and, and, and go on with our lives. you know. Like, Except, but the one person, I can't believe that this comic told me that, that I have you know, big boobs. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. Dude, it's getting it's getting out of hand, man. It's getting uh, it's crazy, but it's a thin line, you know. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't want to go back to the fifties, you know. Like, I, like, I think that some social change is good. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to go back to nineteen fifty three and be it fucking hosed down by fucking police officers and yeah. beaten and, you know, what I mean, I don't want to go back to that. But I think that I think so. I think some sensitivity is good, but I just I think it's got it's like this thin line, like. I just saw something um like I'm I'm all for uh I'm all for gay rights. I'm all for equality. I'm all for like I I see people who are transgender and like to me I think that would be I I try to be sympathetic to that cuz I feel like or at least empathetic to that because it's like if you were if you were no like you're a man, everything about you is a man besides your body, that would be that would be that would be a terrible existence. You, I mean, you would want to be, you would want to change that around, you know, like you'd want to fit a men to that. So I, I'm totally pro people, you know, doing gender reassignment. And I understand all that, but now it's to the point where there's like 50 something pronouns, like gender neutral pronouns. Or something. It's like, dude, I can't, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how to say this without people are probably going to hate on me when they hear this from me saying this, but it's like, I support gay rights i support gender equality i support people being able to to, to change their gender and, and and find something they identify with but i i don't know what to say i, I can't keep up you know what it, i'm saying it, like, it gets ridiculous I, it gets ridiculous and it also I, gets but but back to an earlier topic it, it, it it's a lot of it's in context like i used to i made a joke one time where like i'm like oh you know brian caraway you know uh uh, and Misha, Tate, you know, Misha Tate was so happy about Brian Caraway winning that she's going to let him get on top or something, right? Something that's kind of a silly joke right. about that. And somebody writes, which, oh... Which is, like, you, which, is like, which is, like, pretty funny, to be honest. Like, I don't know. I think it's pretty funny. Right, and then people uh, are like, oh, you, you know, you, you, you guys... Uh, some, somebody wrote me a whole thing saying I was implying that, 
Like Brian is on a bottom, and therefore why? Because why? Because Misha's a strong woman, and and, and it's bad to be a, the whole thing about Misha being a strong oh woman and and gender equality. And I'm like, dude, this is a fucking joke. And you yeah. know, if if I tell a guy, it's like saying like uh. Like I did a joke about like Tony Romo. I would go, you know, Tony Romo. Uh, I did a joke about Michael Sam being the first gay athlete. He got kicked off the Cowboys because someone in the, was in the locker room. Uh, like he just kept staring. Oh, Sam was in the locker room and he kept staring at Tony Romo's vagina. Right? Just stupid right. joke. And someone's like, "You're implying that he has a vagina, which is a bad thing." And I'm like, "Oh God!" It's like, come on. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very thin line, dude. I really don't know like what the answer is, you know. It's like, and and the thing is too for me, for someone like me, like I think I'm like a pretty, I, I like to think of myself as a pretty liberal guy, I'm pretty like trying to be pretty progressive. Like I, I, I'm all for, like I said, I'm all for equality and 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 I'm all, I'm for all all these things, you know. But but it's like at the end of the day, it's like how do I, like there might be someone, there might be someone who knows all the correct terms. And, and and you know what I mean? Like there might be someone who knows all the correct terms and they might not be, they might fucking, they might be fucking completely, they might be like a hardcore Christian fundamentalist and not agree with anything that like a trans person would, 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 would agree with, but they know all the proper terms. Like for, for me, like I, I, like, I, I don't, it's like, it's almost like I'm on your side, but I don't know what to say. Like, I don't want to say the wrong thing and be the bad guy, you know? And it's like, it's at a point now where like, I don't, I, I don't know what to say. Does that make sense? You know, like. It makes total sense. I don't, it makes total sense. And I, I think people though, I think people with any kind of common sense or common knowledge will look at someone like, like you. And it, let's say you happen to say tranny, which you don't know is not what they want to be called. But you, but you don't mean it in a way that's derogatory and say, okay, you know, if, if it means that much, they'll say, listen, we don't say training anymore. But, yeah, yeah. but knowing that, like, say it in that way, as opposed to, I can't believe you said the word train. It's like, well, listen, right. you know, I, I fucking train seven hours a day. I don't really have time to, like, you know, <laughs> to update. Right, and that's the thing. That's the... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, like you were saying. Yeah, that's the thing is I, I, I wouldn't I just, for instance like tranny. Like I know that tranny is not the right word. I know that tranny offends a lot of transsexual people. So I wouldn't train tra- I wouldn't say tranny. I would say a transgender person, but let's say we're getting specific, like there's 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 uh there's je- like there's like Zim and Zer. Like there like there's like like a lot of some a lot of people uh want to just be referred to as they and completely neutral. I, I, it's just like I, I I don't know what I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. I just man. I think people have oh, too dude, much free time. You know? Yeah, it's like I I totally I totally I totally um, it's like I want to be on the right side. Like I want to be. You are on the, the right side. Guys, the fact I, that you oh, want to be I, on the right side, I, you're you're on you're on the right side. Let's get back to MMA for a second. Okay, uh, yesterday or day before, you on, sure you don't uh, want to talk about? You sure you don't <laughs> want to talk about gender reassignment for the next hour? Or? <laughs> <laughs> you know what i i was thinking the other day my friend uh, but, but the last thing is i have a friend a really good friend whose daughter just became a man right uh became, right. became, her, yeah. became a son and you know he's uh, she was a lesbian or she is a lesbian but now she's, um and i was trying to think if it would be you know it, it's got to be hard for a parent i don't care what you are it's it's, it's a hard transition because you know your your kid's having a hard time or probably going to have a right. hard time so you always want your kid to be happy but I was trying to think if it would be easier for me to have a son that became my daughter 
or my daughter that became my son. I was just thinking, you know, and it shouldn't be easier or not easier, whatever. But right. I, I would probably think as a father, it would be easier to have your daughter become like, would it be easier to your daughter be, becomes Chaz Bono or to your son become Caitlyn Jenner? Uh, See, I, I think as a, as a guy, it'd be easier because raising girls is different, dude. Like I've been raised around girls. I was the only guy and like, Dude, like guys are simple, dude. You have a son, you have a son. It's very simple problems. Like it's very simple problems. Like he hit me or I hit him and got in trouble. It's it's very, it's simple. Like, it's like I tackled this kid and he started crying. You know what I mean? It's very simple with guys, with girls, like my little sisters, the kind of fights they were getting would be like, well, I like a guy and so does my friend, but she's not really my friend anymore because I wrote a note pretending to be the guy that I said, I didn't like her. And you're just like, you're like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Like, so I think, I think, I think, I don't know. I, but then you got to think too, if, uh, if, if your son, if your son became a, uh, became a, your daughter, he would probably already have, I, I mean, I don't know, dude. I would, I don't, I would think I'm, it'd be I'm, easier I'm, I'm for already, my daughter to become my son because then he wouldn't have to deal with men. If he, if he still liked girls right. or, or gay men That's would seem true. to be nicer versus, dude, uh, I've, I've been having, I'm 26, dude, and I've been having a real crisis about whether I even want to start a family and have kids. And you just set me back like another five months, dude. So I was just coming to terms with it, and I just realized like I didn't even think about that. Like first, it was like, dude, I don't want daughters because like, like I think it's gonna be hard. Like I think being a parent is hard when I'm surrounded by girls. I, I being a parent would already be hard, and I'm already surrounded by girls. Like I just want a son. Honestly, I don't care how that sounds. I want a son, and like. For no other reason than, like, I'm already surrounded by girls. My whole family's girls. I just want a son. Like, and so, like, I don't want to, I don't want to bring another girl into the fold to just gang up on me. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's hilarious. So I want, I want a son. I want a son. And so then it was like, what if I have a girl, you know? I mean, I'd still be happy, but, and, and then it's like, then I got to give up all this freedom. And, and then there's all these things that I've been coming to terms with. Cause in a couple of years, it's like, it's like have a kid or don't. It's like the, this is the crucial time to decide. How old are you? And now I'm realizing now you just now you just added this whole other thing I never thought about. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I think the chances. I mean, I, I if you, if you're gonna have a kid or not, don't be, be it because you might one day want to become a man or woman. That's probably not. You know, shouldn't even be on the like the uh, the radar. Uh, Dude, okay. just just parenting. You know, is a crazy fucking thing. You're gonna be a good parent. I can tell you are gonna be a good parent. You you already have. Uh, I've been- Absolutely. Now, I, I was listening to Chael Sonnen's podcast. He had uh, TJ Dillashaw on the podcast. And TJ was saying that he beat Cody in practice 75% of the time. Is that true? That's not how I saw it. I don't know who's counting. I don't know who was doing those numbers, but uh, I think Dwayne was probably doing the numbers for him to do in the counting form. How did That's you see how it? I saw that shit. Uh, this is a situation I've tried to not speak on that much because when TJ left, I did I, I got interviewed. So everybody, like all the every interview I did for a year after TJ left was people wanting to bring that up at some point and about TJ leaving the team. And I I, I just kind of tried to skirt around it, you know, because you know TJ was on the team. He was the guy that I kind of came up, you know, like he was one of the guys that was around. He was one of the older guys, you know. I wasn't as close to him as maybe some of the other guys, but. You know, when TJ left the gym, I fucking gave him a hug. You know, I said, I gave him a fucking hug. I said, but like, that's like a guy that was, was like, we have this brotherhood and he was part of it. And, uh, and then since he's left, he's just done all these little things where it's like, dude, I keep going, I keep fucking sticking up and being like, nah, I don't want to talk about it or nah, he's a good guy. He did what he, you know, he did what he felt like he had to do. 
And this motherfucker just keeps doing little things like talking shit about Cody or on one of the podcasts he tried to on some podcast that he tried to compare me, him leaving to me leaving a team for Alpha Mac. When I was like 19, I trained at another place for like eight months or nine months. Right. And then I went to Team Alpha Male. And the plan was always to go to Alpha Male. I just couldn't afford it. I was like a 19-year-old kid. I was broke. So he tried to compare me leaving another team to come to Alpha Male seven years ago. He tried to compare that to him going to Colorado. It's not the fucking same at all. Not at all. He also tried to say that, he tried to say that Cody abandoned his family uh, to come out to Alpha Male, which doesn't make any sense because his, his, his uncle, who's been his boxing trainer his whole life, is in his corner, was in his corner to win the belt. I mean, it's just, uh, TJ's done all these things where it's like, okay, dude, I can't just keep defending him or, or trying to stay neutral. Like, if he's going to talk shit about the team or he's going to talk shit about Fabe, he's going to talk shit about Cody, then whatever, dude. That guy's on, if we draw a line in the sand and he's on the other side, then whatever, fuck him, dude. I mean, it's like, well, I mean, Cody, I mean, I had heard from, I mean, according to Cody, he knocked out TJ in sparring. Were you there when that happened? I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Cody hits hard as fuck. Yeah. Like, 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 I'll tell you right now, like, I have some whiskers on me, dude. Like, I, I can't eat a fucking punch, but like, dude, Cody fucking cracks. Like, Cody cracks, dude. Like, he's not, the, Cody's not the one to trade punches with. He just isn't, you know? He fucking cracks. Like, he's not, yeah, I don't care how, I don't care, like, if you're, if you're his size, you're probably going to sit down. If you're bigger, I'm a little bigger than him. I've eaten some punches from him where I fucking needed to take a step back and start moving a little bit and reassess what the fuck I was doing. You know what I mean? I do have one beef with Cody. I do have one, actually. Huh. So Cody, when he was trying to get into the UFC, hit me up and said, hey, man, I'm trying to get this fight in the UFC. Can you please tweet out my, my highlight film? I said, no problem. No problem. Then he got in the UFC and I was like, watch out for this guy. Or maybe it was before his first fight. He said, please help hype my fight. Hype my fight, he said. So I, it was his first fight. So, of course, I did that for him, 100%. Then I said, who's, I put on Twitter, who's going to be the first one to thank MMA Roasted after a fight? He said, me, dude. I got your back. Now he's the champ, and I have yet to have him thank MMA Roasted after a fight. So, <laughs> so just tell well, I'm sure... I know, I know for a fact the guy's fucking really busy, but I will, I will give him a nudge and be like, hey, you should tweet uh, MMA Roasted and give him a shout out. And he'll be like, oh, fuck, I meant to do that, dude. All right, for sure. No, I meant like, like in the actual just, octagon. Like in the octagon. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, you want to shout out on Twitter. I meant like after a fight, like to be like, yo, I want to thank blah, 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 MMA Roasted. Like that's all I asked so for. You mean, so, so you mean like in between him – Putting a belt on a kid who beat cancer, you want to be like, also, Adam Hunter uh, is cool. Well, it's all about priorities, bro. I mean, I mean, a lot of kids have cancer. There's only one Adam Hunter. No, I'm kidding. I'm just joking. No, <laughs> that was, that, that, that was That's awesome. It. That's it. I'm, I'm calling the PC, I'm calling the PC police because, <laughs> because, what you just said. because that was cancer awesome. is a serious issue. Cancer is a serious issue, Adam. And it's not something you can just laugh about, okay? People are struggling. Hey, man, I used to, I, for three years in New York, uh, I used to volunteer at the Ronald McDonald House. Kids who had cancer. Uh, that's where I actually got the name Hunter. Was the kid who had Hunter, and I, I went every Monday, and I took the kids to MTV. I played games with them. I did this, that, and uh, and I used to bring girls sometimes with me, right? You know, because like when you're trying to impress a girl, trust me, you, 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 if you go right. to a children's hospital, I mean, I, I would have thought you can, do, you can do charity and and score some points with a girl. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. You're except for except for I brought my ex girlfriend, and this little girl who had cancer goes. Adam brings a new girl her every week. And I'm like, you, I can't believe it. <laughs> fucking cockwalker. Oh, uh, oh, no. <laughs> and my oh, ex no. was like, I'm sure he does. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Your ex is like, that's exactly why we broke up. The first 
<laughs> exactly. But uh, but that that was super cool, yeah, that, Cody. No. That was, that, that, yeah, that was really cool. Um, so let's talk about the fights this week, man. Uh, I was at the, by the way, I was at your fight against Yari Rodriguez and that was a great yeah. fight, man. I, I was actually, you, you, you like came out, I was in front of your boys, your boys were going crazy. You came out to, I'm feeling myself, which was a right. hilarious. Uh, it was a very, very close fight up until you got caught. You were, you were, you were, you were matching them. You guys kept matching each other. Yeah. And then he caught to you. you. To be honest with you, that fight, um. Yeah, I mean, no excuses. I got caught. And that's the only time I've ever been knocked out with that fucking shin to my face. You know, I have a pretty good chin, I like to think. And it's the only time I've ever really been uh, been put down like that. Um, but yeah, it just, it just happened. I got I, I, something fucking, my eye was fucked with me. I got like a little fracture in my orbital, I think. And I like the doctor had a fracture in my orbital. And my they said that the muscle can catch on the, um, the muscle that moves your eye can catch on that little fracture. And so all of a sudden, I think he caught me in the corner of my face with a jab. And all of a sudden there was like three of them. Like my, my vision got really blurry. I couldn't see shit. And I leaned, I just leaned the wrong way. I was wiping my eye and I just ate a shin on my chin. And there's, I, mean, I don't have any excuse. Like the, the, the kid fucking, he caught me the kick. He also took me down. His, his wrestling actually looked really good against me. He, he, uh, he was timing takedown. He timed that first takedown pretty well. Um, do you think, I mean, here, here, I thought, here's, here's my perception of him. Tell me if I'm totally wrong which I often am, was that he does a lot of fancy stuff, a lot of, a lot of stuff that you would never see, unconventional stuff. And it seemed like you got out of your game plan a little bit and tried to match him a little bit in like an unconventional off, and which he won. Is that, yeah. is that true at all? For me, it, for a little bit, I mean, it, it's close. For, I mean, you might be right, but what, what I think really what it was was that he, had th he throws a bunch of crazy shit. And so for me, I was trying... For me, I, for, he does a bunch of crazy shit, and I had worked a bunch of counters to all his crazy shit. And so, fight and reacting, I was thinking the whole time, like, okay, when he throws this, I got I to gotta, I gotta do this. Because he, he does a lot of wacky shit, you know, pulls you out of your game. So I, want, I was like, it was like paralysis from overanalysis, you know. And there's a, few, there's a few moments in that fight where I'm just, throwing, I'm just throwing punches and moving, and the fight's going my way. And then you can see times where I'm sort of stopping and thinking and I'm not, I'm just not really in, I'm not doing, I'm not doing me, you know, I'm not fighting the way I should fight and, and he's winning the fight. And, and, and that's the thing is I'm not one of those guys that likes to make excuses. Like I fucking lost the fight, you know, but, um, I think, in, I think, I think had I have gone in there and fought how I fought Hakron where I just wanted to go get in a fist fight and throw and let my hands go, uh, you know, maybe the fight would have gone different, but. And that that's that's the worst part about the fight game, man. Is it's it's there's a there's a finality to it, you know. There's it's not like an NBA team who can lose thirty times in a season and still go to the playoffs, like and play the and play a team they lost to fucking twelve times over two months. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. forever. You know? That's forever. It's fucking. There's no. That's it. Now, when you so, wake up, in, now when you woke up in the cage, did you have any idea where you were? Um, I came back too pretty quickly, man. I I really. I don't want to sound like a douchebag, but I got a pretty fucking solid set of chin. I got a pretty solid chin on me, dude. Like, and, and he, you know, he, uh, he cracked me. I fell back. And then, like, if you see the tape right away, the ref is grabbing me. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Get off me. And the doctor is looking at me. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just, you know, I just don't want to be touched, you know? Like, right. So I got back to that point pretty quick, you know? And I don't know, man. It was, it was a good shot. He fucking caught me. I, I leaned right. I leaned into his fucking... I, like, I leaned into him swinging a fucking baseball bat, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
That'll well, fucking happen. Well, look, man, to me, you know, it's not about how good you're doing when you're up. You know, it's not about, guys, as a comic, it's not about just killing an easy crowd. As a per, you know, a lot of people, it's about how you can deal with adversity. You, you fucking, big loss, came back big time. So, that's, yeah, I appreciate a lot of that, people man. can't. I really wanted to get back in there. A lot of people can't do that. Ronda Rousey, as good as she is, could not seem, at, at this point in this time, Cannot seem to recover from a loss like that. A lot of people, you see them lose once, I mean, they're never the same. You you came back better, yeah. so. I mean, for me, for me, it's just really like two two things. I'm packing that two things. Poor fucking Rhonda, dude. Honestly, like say whatever you want about her. I don't I don't know her enough to 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 judge anything. I just I feel so bad because she has all this hype. I've heard a lot of scrutiny against her, and, and maybe some of it's warranted, but I've never seen anyone else lose a fight and have so many people just, dude, like the instant she loses a fight, my entire Instagram Explorer feed is just memes of her losing. It's like, dude, Same the here. amount, dude, the amount of, like, okay, so when I was, I was there for Cody's fight, Cody got a lot of love there. Cruz got a lot of love in the arena. Certain people got big reactions. I've been there when Connor fought. He gets huge. He gets the crowd loves him. I've never, I've never heard a crowd like this, like they were for Ronda. Never in my whole fucking life, dude. Like the entire stadium, like they love Ronda. But as soon as she loses, dude, everyone just turns on her, and it's like that's got to be fucking that feeling. I, I don't. I, I mean, I've never dealt with that. You know, I have, I have a. I have a small fan base, but they're pretty loyal. That like I interact with them a lot. They're pretty fucking cool, and I can't. I mean, that's got it. That ha- no matter how solid you are, that's got to be rough, right? I mean, you lose a fight, and instantly a- Instagram is just covered in in you losing. Yeah, that's no, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, as Ronda was not very nice to me. That's a whole separate issue. But uh, you know, I, I didn't retweet any of that shit because I'm, I'm not into kicking people when they're down. It's not fun. I'd rather kick you when you're it's up, not, you know, when you, right, like, exactly. I'd rather, you know, look up and try to tear down. Don't look down and try to tear down. What's, what's the point of that? It doesn't, well, well, it's like, for me, it's like, it's not just like reporting on her loss. It's like people making memes and like dance videos. It's like so over the top. Like you're like, damn, dude. Yeah, but, I know. And I, I, it doesn't mean, like if... If she would have lost, like, uh, like Sage Northcutt lost the first time where he kind of panic-tapped, or even when Connor lost, you know, when he, he tapped to Nate Diaz but was winning. I mean, Ronda got knocked the fuck out the first time, and the second time was, like, out on her feet. It, it, it wasn't right. even, it, you know, loss is a loss, but if those dance videos, I didn't know how much she got pounded on, it'd be, they'd be funnier, you know? But that's just sort of like... Right, right. Yeah. It's, and that's the thing is... It's weird. Yeah, it's weird, man. People will just turn on you. It's crazy, and that's why I'm super thankful. It seems like the people who support me, you know, there might not be as many of them, but they're they're diehard fans, and it it just means a lot to have people who fucking really who really are with me. You know, um, the second half of what you said before we got off of Rowdy, bouncing back from a loss, man. Like that's not even a thing I really like. I had a little rough patch there, you know, and like I'm I'm ready to get out of it now, and I'm ready to just put this win streak together, but. You know, bouncing back from a loss has never been a thing for me. It's like, dude, you know, like, I don't want to tell a sob story, you know, but the shit I come from is fucking... I come from shit that most people would fucking lose their stomach if they saw, you know? Like, 
I come from almost nothing, you know, like there's people who have had it much worse than me for sure. But what I come from is like you taking losses every day. You know what I'm saying? I come from, I come from nothing but fucking loss, you know? So to bounce back from a loss to a top level guy, that's whatever, you know, just suck it up and be a fucking man get back in the gym, you know? Well, you did. Yeah, I mean, you like, did. Babe, like Faber says, you got what was that? In this game. You gotta, it's like Faber says, you got to have a short memory in this game, man. You got to fucking, you know, you got to gotta have a short memory. Whether you win or lose, Faber, it's something one of the, I mean, Faber's always dropping gems like this, you know, but one of the things you said to me that really stuck with me is you got to have a short memory, you know? Like if you win, it's not time to go party for a month. Like you won, cool, celebrate, but you got to have a short memory and get your ass back in the gym. If you lose, same thing, dude. It's not time to wallow in pity, like, no matter what you do in the sport, you got to have a short memory because you got to stay current. You got to stay relevant. Now, uh, let's talk about some of the fights this week. Uh, BJ Penn versus Yair Rodriguez. Uh, how do you see this fight going? I don't know, man. I don't ever like to bet against BJ because you always make, like, BJ's like, I'm going to sound like a weird fanboy right now, but like, I just wanted to be BJ for a long time, dude. Like, I mean, BJ was like my hero. Like, BJ's probably my favorite fighter ever, ever. Like, ever, man. Like, that's that's why I looked at BJ like a like a fucking Potter figure or something. I used to say, like, BJ was like was my hero for so long as a kid, dude. I can't ever, I can't ever bet against BJ, dude. I just can't. You can't and, bet against him, but at the same time, I mean. It, to me, this fight makes absolutely no sense. You got a guy who's undefeated in Rodriguez, uh, you know, looked amazing against you, looked good against uh, Alex. They're trying to make him into a star. Why are we giving? Why are we making BJ Penn the sacrificial lamb? Like he he hasn't he's one in seven in his last eight fights. Hasn't won a fight since. Is he really? Yeah, he hasn't won a fight in. Yeah. Hello. Yo, you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it cut out. I'm listening. I think I think it cut out. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, BJ Penn hasn't won a fight in probably five, what for four or five years. Uh, like, what what are we doing here? Why are we giving him this 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 animal, this fucking stud again uh, to, to to kind of make a name off of himself? I thought we didn't do that in the UFC. I could see. If, I mean, no, that's the. I thought that. I mean, dude, that's the fucking sport. I mean, they're gonna do that. Look at look at look at the last. Five or four, three or four fights they gave favor, like even especially the last like two, like like they would do that to favor if they could. It's just favor kind of stayed ahead. Like favor's always in good shape, and he's got a bag of tricks he uses. And you know, I mean, before the picket fight, they, I mean, I think they tried to do that with Frankie Signs. They tried to do that with uh, the kid he lost to. I mean, they don't care who you are. They're going to use you up, man. They're going to entice you with more money at the end of your career. So you're making the most money you made at the end of your career when you probably should be getting out of the game. They're gonna keep pulling. Like, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna turn they're gonna try to turn everyone into a gatekeeper, not just mid tier guys. Like, you could be the fucking man. They're gonna try to turn you into a gatekeeper at some point. That's just that's just the business, man. They're, they'll fucking. I mean, I'm looking at his record. Right, he lost to Frankie Edgar in 2014. I was at that fight. That was one of the biggest mismatches I've ever seen live. It was it was disgusting. It was sad. That was their third one, right? Where where Frankie just. Like had him back mounted for like a round. Yeah, like, they, right? they could have stopped that fight at any round; it would have been fine. He lost to Rory. It wasn't even close. Lost to Rory McDonald, 2012. Nick Diaz lost. He tied with John Fitch, 2011. A fight I thought he lost. His last win was November 10th, November 20th against Matt Hughes. He knocked him out in 21 seconds. 
Before that, he lost to Frankie Edgar twice. So his last win was six was well, 2017 now, six and a half years ago. It was a 21-second win. I mean, and now, and now we're giving him Yair Rodriguez? Yeah, man. The young dude, the young eat the old. One day I'm going to be 40, and they're going to be like, you want to make this much money to fight this fucking killer? And I'm probably going to say yes, because we're a fucking fighter. <laughs> is what you do. I, you know, I hope not. I hope you have, at that point, a wife and kids and, and, and a team that says, listen, man, like BJ Penn owns Hawaii. He's like the president of right. Hawaii. Like, what does he need this fight for? Right. I, I mean, they could have they could have given BJ Penn Jim Miller uh, or Diego Sanchez on and put it on this card, and it would have gotten. That's a fight. I, that's a fight I would love to see. Yeah, DJ, put him against Diego Sanchez. I mean, he, he, I mean, a punch is a punch, and he might get take as much damage as he would against Rodriguez. But at least it would seem more competitive, and it would seem more fair. You know. But but there have been times before where I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, it's hard. I, I always, I never want to count BJ out because BJ's BJ, you know? And if he shows up and does the right things, for sure. I, I, I don't know, man. It's hard. It'd be like, it'd be, I mean, this is going to sound weird because BJ, I don't even know if I've ever met BJ. Like, BJ doesn't know who the fuck I am. But you asking me if BJ, like, how BJ versus here, it'd be like if you asked, like, a, it'd be like me, you asking me how my uncle or, like, a family member that I, like, care about. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like hard. It's like hard to, to say, yeah, BJ. Yeah, probably, probably passes. You know, it's like hard for me to say that. Honestly, it's like. Yeah, I know. We have to just look. I mean, look at the. I, I understand what you're saying, and he always has a puncher's chance. He hits really hard. I'm looking at the UFC thing. They don't even have the right picture of him right now on the website. They, I don't, I, I don't know who they have, but it's not BJ Penn. They, they have somebody else uh, on the card. Uh, Joe Lozen against Marcin Held. Who are you liking that fight? What was that? Lozon versus who? Marcin Held. Well, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about... Uh, I mean, probably smart money is Lozon. Lozon's a gamer, you know? Yeah. And uh, Held just lost to Sanchez. In, um, uh, who, and then they have Court McGee versus Ben Sanders. Uh, ben Saunders. Uh, they don't even have the picture of of uh, Court McGee in here. They just have the UFC belt. It's just ridiculous. Whoever's doing this website needs to fucking pick it up. This is what happens when WME <laughs> comes in and fires everybody from the UFC. And they go, they probably got yeah. to turn working this. Uh, you like Ben Saunders or, or uh, Court McGee? That's hard. That's hard, dude. I really like Saunders. I've always liked his style. I like Saunders a lot. I like his. Uh, I really like his style. I think he's very fun to watch. Uh, Court McGee seems to be like he's really on the right track right now, though, too. And Court's always been a cool guy to me. Um, stylistically, though, I, man, I don't know. That's a hard fight. I think I think Court could probably grind on him. You know what I mean? I think Court could probably could probably grind on him and make it a fucking uh, ugly, dirty boxing fight. You know, take him down, push him against the fence, hold him there, kind of out out manhandle him. But Saunders is pretty good in the clinch too. I, I don't really fucking know, dude. By the way, I gotta ask you. I'm bad. I'm bad at this shit. I'm bad at this shit. It's you okay. Know, I'm it's bad okay. At you know what? I like it. I like it. I gotta ask you. There was a video of this guy who's now dating Ashley Evan Smith, who's got tattoos all over his face. I guess he used to date a girl named Jesse Jess, and there was some kind of domestic violence against him. He almost went to jail. He didn't yeah, go to who jail. is that chick? She's a fighter too. Jesse who? Jesse Jess. He used to date, and I guess he was arrested yeah. for. Uh, for beating her up, it was it was a whole thing. Um, but what uh, 
there was a thing about him and Team Alpha Male. I guess he was boxing against Cody's cousin, and Cody knocked him down and said, "Welcome to Team Alpha Male, bitch." What what happened there? He said, "Welcome to Team Alpha Male, motherfucker," and he, walked off. Yeah, but like, what was that about? That, that guy was repping Team Alpha Male, but he wasn't part of Team Alpha Male, or um, yeah, I don't know. I feel weird. I feel like I'm conflicted about this because, like, I don't really know the fucking guy. I don't know him super well, and when he was here, he was cool to me. But I never really, I didn't really get to know him, you know. So he, he, yeah, I just a lot of people. He rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, you know. He rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and then when that thing came out about him like beating his girlfriend up and shit, like I think a lot of people on Alpha Male wanted to distance themselves. I mean, the, I mean, the team. You don't want to be associated with that kind of shit. Him talking about kicking his girlfriend in the head or some or choking her or some weird, some stupid shit that like just some sucker ass shit. Like yeah, so. Cause they, I, I mean, I don't think there was anything like we didn't, we didn't know about any of that shit when he was training. When he came to train with us, and he was only around for like ten days or something. It wasn't like he was here for a month. He was here for like ten days, you know. Um, but he was doing, he was doing all some stuff that people didn't like, you know. Like we would take, uh, like, there's a story about how, um, excuse me, about how he like. We were taking like after like a, a after like a Muay Thai class or like after a boxing class or something. They went to uh, take a group picture after the class, and he wasn't he didn't actually do the class, but he like threw some water in his hair to make it look like he had sweated, and then like and then like jumped in to take a picture with the class. Right. And right. so like he was doing stuff like that, which is pretty pretty weird, you know. Like that's very lame. Like, pretty, that's like, like yeah, you, you can kind of you can kind of like get the idea of like. How, how someone is, or they do stuff like that, you know? Right. Uh, and so I think I think people were kind of starting to see that, and then he, um, yeah, and then he like was just doing random stuff, and then obviously Cody's cousin is like a nineteen-year-old kid just full of fucking testosterone and boxing classes, you know? Like he's the fucking kid's a hellion, you know? And uh, you know how it is when you're fucking you're just looking for something to punch when you're nineteen, so. Uh, he was boxing with Cody and they started, or he was boxing with, uh, and they started really picking it up. And, uh, Austin just pulled, slipped and hit him with like a solid cross around the chin and dropped him right to his back and flexed on him. was like, welcome to team alpha male motherfucker. And walked off, you know, uh, our room's pretty, our room, there's a lot of killers in our room, dude. Honestly, I know everybody like thinks this of their, of our, of their team, but like, dude, we have a, we have a generation of kids that are like, 19 to 22 and they're fucking scary dude and they've been with Faber they've been at they've been at Alpha Male since they were like 11 years old dude and these kids are little cyborgs they're just like they're like half machine just like programmed with perfect technique and good genetics and like they're just little monster hellions dude and like our room is not it's not sweet dude like if you go in our room thinking shit's sweet like you'll get fucking cracked you know what I mean like I just can't believe a guy like that with tattoos all over his face who you know, seems to get good-looking girls. I mean, Jesse Jess, I came to my show, is pretty hot, uh, very hot. And, and Ashley, I've never seen her, she, she, but I've heard she's pretty hot. Dude, she, girls like tattoos. And the guy, the thing is, the guy's not. I don't think he's like a bad-looking guy. And then he has tattoos. Girls like that, and you know, like yeah, but not tattoos like, like you or Cody have tattoos, which is still excessive. This dude has like all his entire face is covered with tattoos, and he has. I think he has like. One eight seven on his forehead or something. I'm like, like, like what are you doing? I mean, like, yeah. And, and he still gets chicks. Uh, like, damn. 
I mean, I like tattoos. I'll probably, I mean, at some point, especially when I'm older, I'll have some face tattoos for sure. I've been, I've been advised not to do it. So I'll probably just creep up onto the sideburn and the jawline right now, but eventually I'll have some face tattoos. So I don't judge, I don't judge people for their tattoos. Like I think his tattoos are cool or whatever, you know, but I, I think it's more about just like that. He has stories about beating up his girlfriend yeah. and like, yeah, no, that's all true. This other shit. That's, that, that's the, that's the shit that I really look at where I'm like, I don't really, you know, like, I don't know if that guy is really the guy that we should have around us, you know, like, no, absolutely. And, and, and it's like, I, and the thing is too, I didn't dislike the guy, you know, I don't like this. I don't like to speak on other people too much, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't know the guy. I, I don't fucking have like a real dislike for him. I didn't train with him that much. He seemed cool. You know, he seemed cool to me. Uh, but he did a lot of things that rub people the wrong way. And I've heard, like, I've heard enough people. It's like one of those things, like, you don't know someone well, but you've heard enough about them from other people to know that they're probably like, if, if enough people say, like if everyone I met was like, every, everyone I, but you know, but if I met everyone and they were like, Adam Hunter is than that, you know, then like maybe if I didn't know you, I could still be like, well, if enough trusted people say that, right. and that's kind of, that's kind of how it, that's kind of how it is. You know, like enough trusted people tell me that you're a good guy. So like when I met you, I figured you were a good guy, enough trusted people that I know, tell me like that kid's not a good guy so i just fucking assume he's not a good you know what i'm saying like i just keep distance from people like that no, i'm 26 I, now man i can't i try to stay away from anyone that's gonna get me in some fucking trouble you know what i'm saying of course by the way who do you like in soldier boy versus chris brown oh chris brown for sure he's gonna kill him right I, chris brown dude chris brown is uh, from what i've heard chris brown's a fucking gangster like that fool could actually fight and soldier boy likes to just start soldier boy's been taking them l's bro soldier boy's been starting beef when nobody's taking him serious because he just he never goes anywhere and like bro he soldier boy's in a bad way dude i want at the same time i want soldier boy to win just based on the whole wife the whole beating up rihanna and i was at the comedy club the other day with these two black girls who were comics, and I'm like, oh, I hope Soulja Boy wins because Chris Brown beat Rihanna. And then they're like, they're like, well, the girls are like, well, we don't know what Rihanna did. And I was like, what? And I'm like, they're like, you know, she may, may, I mean, she's like, listen. One of the girls was like, listen. I mean, he could have just punched her once. It was excessive. I'm like, are you really saying this? I'm like, would you put this here's, on Facebook? Here's what I, I mean, here's here's what here's what I will say though. Like, I I'm gonna get some hate for this. I'm gonna get some hate for this for sure, and I probably shouldn't even say this. Yeah, well, Brianna, bro, beating up your significant other, whether you're a man or a woman, is not acceptable. Right. But I've seen, I've seen fights. I've, I've watched as a child. I've watched fights as a child where my dad hit my mom, and my dad got put in the cop, the back of a cop car. I've watched this entire thing. My dad would hit my mom. There'd be a big fight. Neighbors would call the cops. Cops take my dad, put him in the back of a fucking cop car. But, but, at, but, like, you look at the fight. My mom hit him. My mom, like my mom, started the fight and did everything she could. And and the and listen, the response was not the response was not appropriate for my dad to hit her back. But I've seen plenty of times where my mom was like, maybe she, maybe my mom should be the one going to jail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like th- that, this is the same thing. This is the same thing with the Jules and Jackal thing with the Chris Brown. If you beat up your girlfriend you're a piece of shit that's it end of story if you beat your girlfriend up you're a piece of shit but i don't like to speak on other people's situations because i wasn't I, I, like i don't it's not you know what i'm saying it's like it's not that's not my situation fucking i'm not trying to be a part of it you know like right and the whole thing with jules the jackal people tried to get me to talk about that when it first happened and i tried to stay away from it because 
it's just, it's too, like you said, timing. I don't want to talk. Like it just happened. It just, whatever, you know, like people wanted me to like, to rag on the dude. And like, I don't know him. If he beat up his girlfriend, he's a piece of shit. That's, that's, the, that's, that's the first, first line I got to say is if he beat his girlfriend up, he's a piece of shit, but I don't know him. I don't know his girlfriend. And I just don't like, for me at this stage in my life, it's more like if, if, if someone's telling me that you beat girls up, then like, I'd rather you just not be around my team. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. No, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Uh, John Moraga, Sergio Pettis. Who wins this fight? Uh, I like Sergio, man. Sergio's the homie. I gotta go Sergio. Yeah, uh, Moraga's hey, pretty good, Give me though. just one second. Give, give me just one second. Me? Okay. Just one more second. No Sorry, problem. I'm trying to deal with real life. All I'm good. not good at it. All good. We are, we are waiting on Andre Touchy-Feely. My man. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, now, by the way, how's, how's Chad Mendez doing? Is he, is he coming back soon or what? Uh, I would fucking hope that he is, but I'd like to hope that he is, but I don't really know, man. The UFC suspension is wacky. The thing is, he's not even suspended from any, he's only suspended from the UFC. And he's not suspended by the commission. Right. Well, I mean, did, well, did, well, did he fail uh, USADA? Was it USADA that he tested positive for or something? I, I don't even, I don't even know his, I don't even know his, I don't know, man. I, I just, I love Chad. I just want to see him get back in the cage at some point. He's, he's so good. That's the thing about him is that he's such a great fighter that you're just like, you know, wondering when he's going to come back. Yeah. Uh, I still think him and Aldo is like one of my favorite fights ever. Him and Aldo too. Yeah. Very close fight. One of my favorites. Very, very close. One of my favorites fight. ever. Very, very close. But yeah, I go, I'm going to go Sergio. On that last fight, I'm going to go Sergio. I think Sergio will take that. Sergio's the homie. I think he's probably the underdog, too. So people are listening. Yeah. Um, no, Moraga's fucking. Moraga's good as well. Don't get me wrong. The damn motherfucker can fight, but I got to roll with Sergio, man. And then um, Frankie Sands is taking on Victor Pesta. You know anything about these guys? Uh, I like Sam. I, I like Sam showed me a lot when he fought Faber. I thought he was really no, good. Take Augusto Mendez. Uh, Augusto Mendez versus Frankie Sands. Augusto Mendez versus Sands. I don't. I don't know much about Mendez, honestly. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I was at the Sands fight against uh, Uriah, and he, he he actually did show a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he looked really good. Alex White versus Tony Martin. You know these guys? Uh, I know Tony Martin. Um, but I don't know enough about the way they match up to really say anything about it, to be completely honest. Uh, Jocelyn Jones Lieberger versus Nina Ansarov. Nina's the girlfriend. I'm going to go, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, uh, Jocelyn. I like Jocelyn a lot. She's a cool chick and I, I like her. I like, she, uh, she usually always, she almost always comes to fight, you know, she's coming to get in a scrap. So uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to roll with her. I want to get her on the podcast because her and her sister are twins. They're both fighters. And their older sister is a, a porn star. And I, I got a... Really? Uh, yeah. Well, she's a former porn star. Uh, My ears just perked up. No way. <laughs> she just she retired. But it's just funny to me. Like, like that's, just, that's just hilarious to me. Uh, that, yeah. I mean, when you got... I mean, it's just, like, it's just like every brother in the Jones family has, like, superior genetics. Like, all those girls have superior genetics. You know what do you <laughs> say? It's like some, some... Hey, some people are just born to fucking entertain. You know what I'm saying? 
Exactly. And on that note, listen, first of all, uh, I want to thank our sponsors, American Icon Autographs, A-I-A-S-E, best sports and celebrity memorabilia and events, signed collectibles from the UFC, WWE, baseball, football, movies, everything else in between. Check their website. See who's signing next, AIASE.com. We are also on Tip a Fighter. If you like the podcast and you want to throw us some cash and you enjoy these podcasts, go to Tip a Fighter, make a donation. Thank you. Uh, Andre, make a Philly, donation to me. Make it, exactly. You should be on Tip a Fighter as well. Andre, who, do you, uh, who are you fighting next? Fighting my demons. <laughs> Besides your fighting demons. Fighting my inner demons. Is there anyone? No, I don't know. I am. Um... I uh I don't have anybody lined up. I'm I'm kind of working on it right now. Uh, I'm figuring some shit out. So, uh, renegotiating the contract and uh, hope hope to be back in there soon. Anybody that you want to call out? No, no call out. There's a couple people I think I could I'd like to beat up a little more than others, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep that put that close to close to the chest there. Nice. I uh, there's a couple dudes I'd like to fucking punch right in the fucking mouth, but um, like who? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just be about it and not talk about it. All but right. Okay. I'm gonna, beat, I'm, I'm gonna beat. I'm gonna beat somebody up soon for sure. Believe that. Well, listen. Thank you for coming on the podcast. You're a great guy. Uh, super entertaining. Big fan. Uh, where can people listen to your music? Um, they can listen to my music at touchyfeely. dot bandcamp. dot com. Now, I have, uh, I have, uh, I got some shit out right now. I, I just released a little single. Uh, I'm trying to get music going in between fights. So it's not something I take super serious. It's just fucking fun to do. And I'd like to keep, uh, keep content out there. I'm pushing that. And then also, uh, if you go to touchyfeely.com, I have a bunch of new shit coming out. I have, um, just touchyfeely.com. I have an online shop up. I'm pushing a bunch of clothes and shit. I'm making some pretty cool shit. No corny fucking walkout shirts. No, no corny fucking fighter shirts with snakes and dragons and bedazzled fucking rhinestones. It's all cool, low-key shit you can wear every day. Um, kind of like a little project me and the crew got going. So I got some cool hats and shirts up if you want to support. Uh, just touchyfeely.com. Well, thank you so much, man. Uh, you were the best. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, brother. Take care.